I'm just so glad it's skateboarding. It's been the one thing that came to me at the right time. It could have been anything I imagined, but skateboarding was what it was. That's why I love skateboarding to death. That's right when I found skateboarding. Like my friend showed me it and I was like latched onto it because it was the only thing at that time that was really fun and like my escape and I fell in love with it, you know? What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. It's time to drink my coffee. Chew, chew, chew. Oh, hot black coffee. You guys know. You guys get it out there. Um, before we get into the podcast, which today we will be taking questions from uh, at All I Need Skateboarding on Facebook and at All I Need Skate on Instagram. That's where these questions are coming from. Um, but before we get into those, I am going to do a little ad for All I Need Skateboarding. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, please check out allineedskate.com. Uh, we have our online skate shop right there. Most of the boards are sold out. Actually, all the boards are sold out because we're selling direct to skate shops at the moment. Um, but we have our apparel up there. It's slim pickings right now, but uh, hopefully we got your size. So please check that out. Just allineedskate.com. Hit the, what's the button? Oh, and if you order anything from the online store too, I tend to throw random shit in your boxes just because I'll look around the warehouse space and see what I got, something fun, something cool, uh, just to throw a surprise in there. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, hit the shop button at the top of the website and you can check out our four new t-shirts. Not many sizes in each, but they're in there. Let me see. We got small, medium, double XL on this tee. That's the Lighthouse T. We got, um, what do we got? We do have some snapbacks up, maybe like three or four. Those are almost gone. We got some All I Need on my feet, some socks up there. Um, check it all out, uh, allineedskate.com. And uh, if you order, I will throw something random in your box. Who knows? Who knows what it is? But it'll be good, I promise. Uh, another thing is we are doing a skateboard giveaway. We're giving away a Corey Goonan Pro Model board on the All I Need Skate YouTube channel. Please, if you listen to this podcast and you support the movement, make sure to subscribe to All I Need Skate on YouTube. Uh, that's where all our sessions are going, all the skate jams I go to and film. I've been putting up videos once, twice a week, steady since 2010. There's some crazy crazy videos on there, too. If you go back and not just skate videos, but weird life shit that happens out in the streets. But right now, we're giving away a board. Uh, the, the giveaway started today. Oh, coffee burps every fucking time. But, yeah, just head to the YouTube channel. Watch the, the last video that's up there. Uh, all you got to do is subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up. Leave a comment on the video. All I need is, tell me what that is, and then two weeks from now, we'll pick a winner at random, and I will ship you a brand new All I Need skateboard. So good luck to my Gs out there that participate, and again, if you want to support the podcast, support the All I Need movement, the best way is to follow and subscribe on YouTube, All I Need Skate, that would be epic. Thank you. Or share one of our videos, that would be dope too. Um, next up, this podcast is brought to you by... 
the infamous World Industries. Please check out worldindustries.com. They've got decks and t-shirts and hoodies, all types of goodies up there. We are currently working on a possible skate trip, hopefully out west somewhere with the skate team for World Industries this summer. That's what we're kind of aiming at right now. Um, yeah, going to be epic, man. So, uh, yeah, check out all the Flame Boy Wet Willie gear on the website. Some epic shit we brought back and some new art. We're not just relying on the throwbacks. We also been putting out new artwork. Uh, we do. We are going to bring back some of the old graphics still. We're crushing those out, bringing those out once in a while. Mixing it in between new artwork because that's my favorite thing is like creating new artwork for world. Super fun, man. Um, yeah, so those are the two. And we're going to get into the questions now. Uh, there's a couple topics I want to talk about. Should I start it off on a sad one? We might as well get it out of the way. Kind of a rough one, but we'll get we'll get it going. Let me see. I just had it, and then, of course, I closed the tab. But thank God there is um, history. I can find it again. Here we go. All right, I'm going to read this one. Let's see. So growing up, man, I was super into hip-hop. I mean, I still listen to rap a lot. And uh, I just went down memory lane the other day. We went to Street Skating with Jacob Jensen. He was rolling with me. And uh, I was asking about his favorite rappers. And he came up with like one, two. And I was like, you don't know that many rappers? Like, let me school you, youngin. So I sat there and I was playing a bunch of hip-hop for him and just getting sparked again, like going back. I was listening to Brother Ali, some Talib Kweli, um, Wu-Tang, Tupac. Just going through all the classics and like letting him hear it. Uh, I played Talib Kweli just to get by. That song's so fucking good. I played it was played a shit ton of DMX too. Um, and that's our first topic is Darkman X man Earl Simmons, which is crazy that it was his real name because DMX is way harder, you know. And his real name's Earl Simmons. Um, growing up, man, his music helped me out so much. Um, seriously, like. Just him having those prayers on his albums. Like there were times in my life when I was a younger kid and I was going through craziness. Like my father passed away and my mom was just missing for days. And I was like, I didn't have skating in my life at that time. Or I was just like on the edge of depression and sadness. And I'd be listening to crazy music. And I was hanging out with people that were kind of like me, like depressed, sad. And we were all just kind of like, trying to deal with growing up and losing people or just experimenting with drugs and just like not always the most optimistic situation just and uh I would play like DMX music and it would just like those prayers would always help because there wasn't much of that going on you know like the music uh his music was like um I know a lot of it was like about crime and violence but he always had that bit of morality in there and um hope and faith you know and that made a that made a huge difference to me as a young kid who was just lost and looking for a reason to be angry at the world and pissed off and a reason to, I was looking for a reason to just stay depressed and say, fuck the world. And, you know, and then like those albums would just pull me back, you know, he gave me a little bit of both, you know, he had like the aggressive, like fuck everything, like <laughs> type shit. And, uh, but then he also had like the real heartfelt stuff. Like one of his, he's the hardest rapper ever. And one of his, one of my favorite songs is he's singing to his grandmother. If you type in DMX grandmother, it's like song. If it doesn't, if it doesn't make you cry, you got no heart. You got a stone where that heart is supposed to live. 
Um, but unfortunately, the legend passed away. Darkman X, man. I think I've talked about him in the past, too. The thing about DMX is you know he's the realest dude because, like, he made tons of money and, like, it didn't fix his problem. Like, he he just had... Um, he'd been through a lot, you know, so it's easy to fall. I think I talked about this on the last podcast. Like, when you go through depression and been through a lot in your life, it's like it's a slippery slope to fall back into those grooves of just sadness and dwell on things because you take losses in life that um are hard to overcome you know like you take them to your grave like i have some of those and i know i know you guys do like when you lose lose a loved one it's just like you take that to your grave you know you have days where you're fine and then there's days where you just relapse and you're miserable and sad and depressed and thinking about it and there's no way to really get you know, like, it's hard to really get past it, you know? You just carry it with you till, you're, till, the, till you pass, you know? But um, Darkman X passed away. R.I.P. DMX. Um, interesting fact about DMX's music is his first two albums, uh, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, It's Dark and Hell's Hot. Both those albums he released in the same year. And I want to say they both went platinum or whatever the highest standard was then. DMX first two albums let's see if this pulls it up he was the first artist in history to see his first five lps debut atop the billboard albums chart the two albums that dmx released in 1998 alone it's dark and hell is hot and flesh of my flesh blood of my blood sold more than seven million copies between them legend um but I found an article from the New York Times, NY Times, that I was going to read. DMX, top-selling but troubled rapper, dies at 50. 50 is so fucking young, dude. When I was when I was younger, when I was like 20, 50 seemed like you were fucking dead. You're just you're dusted. 50 is like the oldest you could be, but now that I'm 38, 50 seems so young, man. Because I think the life expectancy is like 78 for men in the U.S., maybe close to that. Maybe it dropped to 76 or something, but that's like another 20 years. It's a whole nother life. Uh, he, released this, he released a string of number one albums that reflected his gritty past and featured a gruff and unmistakable lyric style. Earl Simmons, the snarling yet soulful rapper known as DMX, who had a string of number one albums in the late 1990s and early 2000s, but whose personal struggles came to revi uh, reviled his lyrics prowess. I don't know how to read that. What is it? Revealed? Revealed his lyric prowess. Died on Friday in White Plains, New York. He was 50. His family announced the death in a statement. He had been on life support at White Plains Hospital after suffering what his family called a catastrophic cardiac arrest a week earlier. Earl was a warrior who fought till the very end. The Simmons family said he loved his family with all his heart and we cherish the times we spent with him. Mr. Simmons had a heart attack at his home in White Plains on April 2nd in the days that followed. His representatives said he was on life support in a vegetative state. Outside of the hospital, family and friends gathered with hundreds of fans playing DMX music aloud and praying, holding up their arms in the shape of an X. <clears throat> Rough Riders, get at me, dog. See what? I, all right, Mr. Simmons' music was often menacing and dark, but it was also infused with Christian spirituality. He often ended a concert with a prayer. He had committed crimes, 
served times in correctional institutions, and battled addiction long before he released an album. And his troubled, troubled past informed the content and delivery of his rhymes. He barked over the chorus of Get At Me Dog, the breakout singles in the 1998 debut album, It's Dark and Hell's Hot. The, the hit singles, I never, like, I would bump them, like, by myself, but it, I always listen to the more heartfelt stuff, just, like, those were the songs that really had an impact on me. But the singles were sick, too. They were all so fun, and, like, people love that shit. Break that out at a party when everyone's been drinking, and people are going to go nuts, especially now. His throat seemed to hold a fuzz box and a foghorn. In between songs, he growled and barked. His raps, gangster life in a living hell, a constant test of loyalty and resolve. He rapped with an explosive cadence on... All right, so we're just talking about certain songs. That was here's some of his lyrics. Why is it every move I make turns out to be a bad one? Mr. Simmons asked and Damien. Where's my guardian angel? Need one. Wish I had one. That was a good song. He's rapping back and forth. I was telling I was showing Jensen some of those songs where he's like his own conscious is going back between good and evil and they're just talking it out like the devil and him is the devil's trying to entice him to do some grimy shit and he's trying to not do it, but he has some good songs like Ready to Meet Him where he's talking to God and going back and forth. So good, man. Yeah, man, we lost a legend. Hip-hop lost a legend. The world lost one. It's crazy, like, you think someone has it all, you know, and then cut down at 50. It's shit's so depressing when you, uh, when you see, like, not in this case, but other cases where, like, people just, like, commit suicide, and you're like, How? why? That person seems so happy or had it all, you know? then it happens, you know? It's just like, you never know what people are going through. You never know the struggle that people are going through. But I was, this isn't where I'll pull it back full circle because this is the very beginning of the podcast. I came out heavy, but we got to do that sometimes. Um, DMX died at 50, but he lived more than most. He lived a, a rich 50, like a drenched, full of life 50. That's why he was able to rap with the the heavy content that he did and talk about life's experiences because he experienced the lows of lows and he experienced some of the highs of the highs in life so um you know r.i.p um i'm sure there's somewhere after this so i'm sure you're making music somewhere man rest in peace dmx all right moving on we will go to some questions let's take it there all right, switching it up. My homie Mason. Hell yeah, Mason. You've been ripping, man. Got that Rock to Fakie at Mansfield Park. Um, been shredding at the edge, working on the Rock to Fakie on the mini ramp. You definitely got that shit. We just got to keep at it. All right, coffee. Don't, let's not forget how good that coffee is. Uh, Mason writes, favorite memory from Fibro days. So one of my first sponsors was Fibro Skateboards, skateboards out of New York City. Shout out to Steve Rodriguez for being a fucking godfather, the legend, New York legend, skateboard legend, just all around solid human being in life and a mentor and just positive human that's still crushing it, man, still killing it. Um, too many memories, really, but let me think about it. Uh, me and Westgate talked about it on the podcast before. There was one demo we did where we camped out in this like marshy place and outside where we were sleeping, like the cabin we were staying at, it was all like swamps and shit. Me and Westgate were inside this, like after the demo, we skated all day, had a blast. We were like superstars because we're on tour. 
and uh, we ripped the demo, and then we're just crashing at this like <laughs> campy, swampy camp camp spot, and uh, we just got into the fire extinguisher, and I just started lighting them up with the fire extinguisher because I was like, "Fuck it," you know. Even though I didn't realize someone had to pay for that and clean it up, I was just in the moment, you know. And uh, I just started lighting them up with that fire extinguisher and chased them outside into the swamp. Basically, ran out there and like covered in swamp and fire extinguisher shit. <laughs> Oh, dude, that one's so funny. That was a fucked up one. Uh, went to, I want to say we went to Ireland, which was pretty legendary. My first trip, literally from the projects in New Bedford, we, uh, Fibro took me to Japan, dude. That was unbelievable. We smoked a bowl in a bowling alley. So I guess it was like sketchy to smoke weed over there and you had to be really careful. And we were on tour and me and Susky were like, where can we smoke a bowl? Like trying to talk to the guy showing us around in Japan, like the tour guide. And he was like, he's like, follow me. But he didn't speak much English. He's like this way, this way. And he's pointing towards like a bowling alley. And we're like going into a building, going upstairs into like a bowling alley or something. It was so strange. And we're like, yo, I don't think he understood what we meant. We were saying like smoke a bowl, you know, like in a, so then we go into this bowling alley, walk by all the lanes, and we go into the bathroom, and then we're just smoking weed, flushing the toilet, blowing the smoke down there. Um, and all the skate spots were amazing in Japan, like just perfect street spots that seemed like skate park spots, you know? Um, what other memories? I'll think of like more mundane ones. I remember one time... Steve R would give me a shit ton of fibro stickers and this is how dumb I was as a kid like I didn't think about like someone had to pay for these and it would be a waste to do this but I covered my whole bottom of my board with fibro stickers every inch of it like made my own graphic and I was like showing it off <laughs> they're probably like what an idiot dude I should have stuck them everywhere I did stick them everywhere else too but at that time I was just like big mistake you know uh, skating with the whole team and s some of the riders on Fibro are like my best friends like I don't even get to talk to half of them now but like if I saw them we'd just pick up where we left off Dan Pencil such a legend watching that dude skate and do blunt fakies uh blunt kickflip fakies on everything and just big kickflips and everything fast and powerful Dan Pencil is so good man in such a unique style like you could tell it was a lot of grit and hard work in his skating it wasn't like natural talent. Like Dan Pencil just grinded it out and, and he forged like something really epic with the skating. He created something legendary. I haven't seen him in so long, but I know he stopped drinking and his life is, uh, he's been steady growing and like his life's been getting good because he had a problem with drinking a lot um, on trips and just like, I think it got a little out of control for him and, but he is able to be, he blue collar worker, hard worker, Kept skating, kept coming on tours, kept got a job, fell in love, started a family, and uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. I definitely got to catch up, but as far as I know, he's doing well, man. Um, Fibro skating with Aaron Susky, just like an older brother, a mentor, like someone I still look up to, an original ripper, his own style, like such a positive dude too, like just not always trying to see the good or do the good, and um, I love Aaron Susky. Uh, Perry Morgan, she's awesome, dude. Rode for Fibro. It was like having a sister on the trip, like an older sister because I was younger. She's always looking out for me and telling me positive things and just being like that sense of comfort on a trip. Like we'd be on a trip and just like in a van for two weeks and she'd be there and she'd like, I could put my head on her shoulder. She'd like pat my head and just be like, 
it's just like comforting you know and she was just so cool and she ripped too man good style solid on her tricks and whatnot my phone's going off because of the giveaway. I posted the giveaway video on the YouTube channel, so people are leaving comments right now. So I got to turn my phone over so it stops taking my attention away from you, my Gs. Um, yeah, Perry Morgan's a destroyer. Josh Moretti. I want to have Josh Moretti and Dan Pencil and even Perry. I want to have them all on the podcast. It's been weird with um, COVID and shit, like having guests, you know. I could do it digitally, like through Zoom and whatnot, and I've done that in the past, but I don't know, but maybe I should reach out to some of those five barrel riders. If you think I should reach out to some of the old five barrel riders, leave a comment wherever you watch this. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. Get me sparked. All I need is all I need is you get me sparked. Get me sparked and it's fucking on. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Josh Moretti, dude, such an interesting human and a solid human, like just cool character, destroyer on the board. Watching Moretti. Sk- destroy transition and handrails he could do everything on a skateboard the storm and mormon because he's mormon and they used to call him the storm and mormon fibro would just come up like steve r and mark nerdelli would just come up with nicknames for everybody on the team um but yeah josh moretti is such an epic dude um who else was on there fibro there's so many good riders dude it's insane here, I'll pull it up because my brain is... I'm, like, on a coffee high right now, so I can't really... Let me see. Oh, John Hoisington, such a legend. John taught me how to backtail just from, like, watching him do it and, like, bugging him. And I would just, like, learn how to backtail because John. Such a ripper. Danny Fala, so good. Just fucking sick style. Um, sick trick selection. Cool ass dude, always super friendly. Joe Tukmanian, shout out to Joe. Just switch God, powerful jersey ripper dude. Joe's the man. Let me see. I'm trying to like throw back to the so I don't miss out on on anybody because I'm going to because my memory's shit right now. Oh, Charlie Wilkins rode for Fibro, coming from Boston and like this area. That was always a big deal because he's always been a pro for as long as I remember. And he was just like a true blue pro where like he carried himself like a pro and his skating spoke like a pro or I don't know if skating yeah, spoke like, does that even make, fucking make sense? Whatever. doesn't fucking matter. Charlie, Charlie Wilkins, if you're from the East Coast, you know Charlie Wilkins is a destroyer and uh, such a legend. Oh, Emmett Bennett too, dude. Killing it. Such a good skater. Always wearing the Mark Johnson's uh, pivots fakey, pivot grind fakey, all that stuff. Dude destroyed it. Mike Peterson used to ride for Fibro. That was a little before me, but I still got to hang out with him and see him. Pat Gadotti. How did I almost forget Pat? Pat came on the podcast a while ago. Such a destroyer. Watching that dude skate tranny is fucking unbelievable. And he's still at it, dude. Still like going hard. Hand plants, everything, man. Oh, and I don't want to forget Tato Feliciano. He's another one, man, who had a problem with drinking and uh, pulled himself out of it, man. He used to go to every demo. He's uh, a Puerto Rican ripper, dude, just killing it. He's so proud of where he's from and his skating. And he would go to every demo and shut it down, literally. He could do finger flips, everything, the transition tricks. He just had so many demo tricks. And he would go. That's probably why Steve had him on the team because, like, everyone had their, like, specialty and niche on the team. And Tato was the assassin when it came to putting on a demo. That dude would just – he had every trick that people wanted to celebrate, you know? 
and uh yeah he had a problem with drinking as well but he pulled himself out of it man and i check in with him online once in a while and he's doing good man he's just like living his life working just seems happy solid human like i'm so happy when i see people escape that alcoholism and just get their life together and see it because that that's one dude that like for some people you can't even casually drink you just got to cut it off completely like it's a dangerous slippery slope for a lot of people you know and it's hard to get away from that man when you're in the when you're in the fucking grips of uh alcoholism it's no joke man oh andy pitts was such a ripper from fibro too man tall lanky steezy like he he went on to work with uh deluxe doing graphics for spitfire and stuff uh thunder and spitfire i don't know what pitts is up to nowadays but um he's such a man dude i would love to see andy pitts again yeah man fibro was just an epic time in my life and those guys were huge influences and positive role models to me and there's so many memories man just traveling with those dudes in a van and and just uh hitting so many demos man that's what i want to do with the all i need in world crew is just get a van load everyone load everyone up in there for two weeks and just hit shop demo park street spots skate park demo street spot park just do it man um trying to work on that now that we're getting past this whole covid stuff you know or at least i hope we are um yeah shout out to that fibro thanks for that question mason this is a solid one let's see moving right along my friend vulture crew writes shout out to vulture crew local skate crew killing it all the homies ripping they write any contest plans as things start to open back up so I looked at that question last night and I've been thinking in my head, like I can't wait to get past all this COVID shit and get back to some sort of normalcy where we can plan things out and it doesn't like, I don't have a million questions as to why I can't do it, you know? And a lot of our events are at Skater's Edge just cause it's my home turf right there. And we're going to do some events in the fall. So we're going to do, we'll do a fall brawl at Skater's Edge. Uh, we'll probably do like 15 and under and 16 and over. That'll be a warm-up for the New England Am that we'll do in November, December, January. Somewhere right there. Maybe November, December. I don't know. November, December, January. One of those months, we'll do the New England Am again. Because, dude, we did it for six years, and then COVID made us miss a year, which pisses me off. But this year, and when we do it, it's going to be fucking insane. Guaranteed, dude. Every year has been insane, but this one, whoo. So, um, but yeah. So, Vulture Crew, the homies. You that question got me sparked about it, and I just went to Uxbridge, and it started getting me thinking about doing a skate jam at Uxbridge Skate Park, Uxbridge, Mass. It's a fun park. The locals raised money, built the park. There's so much fun stuff to hit at Uxbridge, like small ramps and bigger ramps, and just like a skate jam there. There would be so sick. We could do um, a, a younger division, like a 15 and under. We could do an older one for, you know, the veterans out there that are still pushing and keeping the hype alive. Um, yeah, man. So we got some skate jams in the work. Also, I'd like to do All I Need Palooza again. We did that right before the pandemic. So just to recap, Summer Jam at Uxbridge Skate Park could be epic. Let me know if you think it's a good idea. Help stoke the fire. Keep me on the shit. Um, Summer Jam, Uxbridge Skate Park, All I Need Palooza, Goshen, New Hampshire, sick park out there. We all go camping. Uh, 
There's a video on the YouTube channel. Please check that out. And then Fall Brawl at the Edge and then New England Am later in the year, maybe November, December, January possibly. Um, that's four events. So that could be a lot and could be epic. Uh, yeah, keep the comments coming. Keep the fire coming in the section, in the comment section on this video. Help, help keep the fire going. Let me know if you think it's a sick idea, if you'd come, if you'd support, if you'd help out with judging or organizing or registration or whatever. Um, yeah, we got events coming and, uh, we'll keep them going, man. Uh, let's see. All right. Moving on, moving on. Sneaka Tweeka. I believe these guys are out of Middleborough and, uh, shout out to Sneaka Tweeka. Choo, choo, choo. He says, I see more young ladies taking up skateboarding. Not so much in my day. How accepting is it from the OGs? Thanks, Anthony. Yo, no worries, man. Thanks for the comment as well. Um, to me nowadays, I feel like skateboarding is super accepting. There's all types of like, there's all types of crews out there from all walks of life. You know what it is? It's just like skateboarding, um, has been around and it's sunk into culture and it's proved that it has value, that it helps people, that it forms communities, that people give a shit about it and keep it going and, uh, hold it dear in their heart you know and when people love something and care about it it tends to inspire others and they gravitate towards it what's cool about skateboarding is that it's open to everybody everybody has a chance no matter where you're from what color you are what your sexual preference is what you prefer everybody has a chance to like skate and start a crew and and what's cool is like i go I go to tons of skate parks and street spots and I run into all different types of skaters and it's nothing but love and positivity, really. Very seldom is there negativity. Everyone's kind of like, when they see someone putting in that work and skating and trying a trick and they finally pull it out or they don't, everyone's kind of like, yo, that was sick. Like, keep up the good work. It's coming. You're going to get it. Or, yo, you that was a sick landing, giving high fives. Even if you don't know the person, I, I try to keep that energy moving. That's what we got to do is like, spread love keep the energy circulating you know because if you see someone trying something they nail it and land it or you see some you appreciate something about them or they're skating like tell them let them know and then pa they'll pass it forward to the next you know and i see a lot of that man I, I very seldom see any hate and negativity maybe online if you're online too much or nitpicking you know like occasionally that shit pops up and whatnot but i think skateboarding is so accepting just like i think it's uh it's a piece of wood with wheels, you know, and anyone who picks it up, they they can add to it or contribute to it or bring some value to it through their energy and the, their expression, you know. And there isn't like, I know this kind of brings in the topic of the Olympics and I have that on my list. Uh, but like right now, there like in my version of skateboarding, there's no coaches, there's no rules. There's just you and your board and your crew and what you do with it and how you express it and how you share it and how you how you guys do it, you know, like everybody has the ability to do that, you know, so skateboarding is crushing right now and it always has really, I've always tried to focus on the positive and not the negatives of it. The, the people, you know, sometimes you want to pull it in and people try to pull you into that negative pit where they talk shit like skateboarding ain't the same or music ain't the same or they sold out or this is shitty now. It's all about that. It's like, 
And even I fall into that sometimes thinking like, ah, it's all jockey shit now, you know, or like it's all primitive with track pants and the same song, you know. I'm so harsh on primitive. I actually like primitive. <laughs> I like like P-Rod's like one of my favorite skaters. So, but, you know, you see something, you know, like kind of cringy. Some of it, you know, not all of it. But yeah, overall, skateboarding is amazing, you know, and if you focus on the positive, it's there. So, and share it, man. Let's share our energy, share ourselves. Let's express ourselves brighter and louder than we ever have, man, because we just went through hell as, as a community or as in life, you know, nothing's certain. So we just went through that. And uh, now that we're going to hopefully get on the other side, let's just shine bright, work hard, express ourselves, share, raise each other up. See how far we can take this motherfucker. Thanks for the question, Sneaka Tweaker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see real quick. Okay, I'm gonna pull this. Enter the twenty twenty one USA skateboarding virtual national championships. Jesus. We're going virtual. I think it's a video submission thing they're trying to do. Let me type that in. 2021 USA skateboarding. This is kind of tough for me because, like, some of the dudes that are in charge of doing this stuff. Costin is doing this video, and I love Costin, don't get me wrong, but he seems like he's like straddling a fine line between mainstream and core, and he's trying to, like, like, in this video, he kind of seems like he's, like, making fun of it, but not really. He's kind of making fun of himself. I don't know. It's a weird thing, but I feel like he's doing the best he can. Costin's a legend, hands down, though. Um, in this video, Josh Freeberg gives you the details on the 2021 USA Skateboarding National Championships presented by Toyota. Um, the finals will be held at the Barracks beginning May 6th and 7th and at CATF May 8th and 9th. The national championships will be the first opportunity since November of 2019 for the American Olympic hopefuls to compete prior to Tokyo Olympics to this summer. So I guess the way you get into it is that you can register, um, but you have to send a minute. They want to see, like, I think it's 45 minutes maybe. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I'll try to get to Jay. I'll try to get to uh, Josh Freeberg to explain it. Hi, my name is Josh Freeberg. I am the CEO of USA Skateboarding. We're talking about the national championships event. Let me pause right here. I'm conflicted because, like, I don't really care about sports. Only in the sense that I kind of want to announce it, like, just for fun, like, just talk shit, but have fun with it, you know? Because it'll be fun to look at skateboarding as a sport and kind of like analyze and critique and have the analytics and stats to like talk about it. I think that would be pretty fun. I I always think it'd be fun to. I like pretending like I'm an announcer. <laughs> I know I'm not, but I like pretending. Um, but Josh Freeberg is awesome. Eric Costin's awesome. And these guys are entangled with this like Toyota Olympics run or whatever, you know. It's I don't it's a weird thing, so I'm kind of conflicted, but I'm not mad cuz I'm happy for those dudes and whatever. And I know there's tons of kids out there that are into like training and competition. And if that's you, man, go for it. That's your version of skating. Again, like I don't control skateboarding. I have my version. I have what I like. I'm one person. You know, it takes a whole collective to make a skateboard community. So I'm not really mad at the idea. There's a lot of jokes to be had, but I really am not that mad. But let Josh here explain. This year, we're 
shift to a virtual video for the opening quarterfinals and semifinals round. Then we're going to do in-person finals at the barracks for street and at... So you got to submit a video to get to the in-person jam at the barracks or the... You can skate here in the barracks. There have been some virtual video competitions, but none have been for Olympic qualifying points. This is for official Olympic qualifying points. Do you know what that means? I don't know what that means, but Josh does. So what that means yeah, is if you're in the finals of these events, you will win world skate ranking points that count towards Olympic qualification. The national championship points. isn't a direct qualifier to our national team, but it is something that comes into play in our athlete selection procedures. For the oh God, that's so cringy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Athlete procedure selection or athlete selection procedures. <laughs> Just having that in skateboarding sounds so shitty. It's like not joining the team. Not making the team, bro. Literally open to any American skateboarder. There is no age limit. You don't have to be pro or am or sponsored or even one of the 500 people that Scuba Steve flows for Nike SB. You, yes you, little Jimmy John Jr. from the middle of the U.S. can compete. For both. That means they're going to you're gonna they're gonna take your talent and exploit it for zero dollars <laughs> but at the same time there is a trade-off because you might get exposure if you do well you know and you might be able to use the exposure and coverage of that national stage to help get you some sponsors that can f allow you to live your skateboarding dream you know it's a steep hill to climb and not for everybody you really got to train like a fucking athlete like, you got to watch, you got to, like, creatine, lifting weights, maybe having a coach, people critiquing how you post online and what you say, big sponsors. It's a, it's a tough game. But, again, there's people out there that want to do this. Submit a 45-second unedited video. Market Street Open Qualifying. We're asking skaters to submit 45-second unedited videos. They can be captured on any device. Film it on your phone, VX, RED camera, Nikon, DSLR, 769935, GoPro, <laughs> Joe Pro, Canon point-and-shoot that has video filming capabilities. Submission. I feel like they just have Costin hostage, and they're like, you're doing this, man. You got to bring some humor to this motherfucking thing, because without you, man, there's no humor. And they just a guy off to the side with a gun. He's like, you fucking better do this, bro. And Costin seems like he's down for it. <laughs> Don't have to be in a skate park, but should include traditional skate park elements. Has to be an unedited run and a single camera shot. I don't want no cheating. One take. 45 seconds, no BS. Top 24 skateboarders from the open qualifying rounds will meet the top 12 seated Americans in each gender and discipline. The quarterfinals round will see 36 competitors submit another 45 second run and 20 of those skateboarders will advance to the semifinals. And then the top eight skateboarders in the semifinals in each gender and discipline will advance to the in-person finals. You must submit a new run for each round of the competition. This is your chance to beat me. Which isn't going to be hard. World skates. I don't think Austin's entering that. That's a joke for sure. Um, yeah, man. I'll post this video. I'll put the links in the description. So if you want to watch the rest of it and see all the details. I can't wait to um, be a fanboy and watch the Olympics and laugh my ass off and maybe get a jersey. And definitely talk about it on the motherfucking podcast with the G's. Maybe we do like a round table, have a TV 
watch the Olympics or like the qualifying and all that shit and just broadcast it and have a good old time. Could be pretty fun. So yeah, that, oh, excuse me, that exists. That's going on. We're moving forward with the Olympics. Should be funny to watch. Should be interesting to see. <sighs> My coffee's got me like the jitters because I only have it once a week now. Um, Skate Crisis writes, what are your thoughts about twin tail skateboards? Will you make some? I'm going to be honest right here. I'm going to show my ignorance. I don't know what twin tail skateboard is. So I'm assuming it's just the nose is the tail is on both sides and there's, there's no distinction between the tail or the nose. It's identical twin tail skateboard. Here we go. Deck. I'm assuming that's it. That would make, make the most logical sense, right? Twin tail deck. Maybe if I type in what is. Uh, that's crazy. I've been skating so long. I've never even heard that phrase. Yeah, here we go. Twin tail or twin nose skateboard deck. Are you wondering what a twin tail skateboard deck is? Well, you have come to the right place. Twin tail and twin nose skateboard decks are not a new thing, but they have been gaining popularity since professional skateboards like Wear and Neen Williams have turned to riding them. You think they've made it popular? Yeah, we gotta get it. Maybe. In the past, it was hard, but not entirely impossible to find twin tail or symmetrical style skateboard decks at the local skate shop. But now, thanks to pro skateboarders, uh, U.S. regular skaters can us regular skaters can find and purchase their twin pro twin 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 blah 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 um a regular skateboarder tail is slightly shorter nose is slightly longer twin tail a twin tail skateboard deck has two kicks that are completely the same nailed it i knew what it was both ends of the skateboard deck are symmetrical in both shape and pitch this means you can skate it either way without a designated nose or tail Oh, God, here we go. You can skate it either way, dude. Even if it's short or long, it doesn't matter. God, doesn't matter. I guess if you're, like, measuring and you're going into the Olympics and you're going to be like, I'm going to skate either stance. Also, good for hey, – this This is me just saying this. Good for skate go and all you people that can skate either way and it make it look regular. I like look. I like skating switch where it looks switch. Don't care. I want my switch flip to look different than my regular kick flip. It's a preference. I'm not trying to be like, you can't tell my stance type shit. I'm glad you guys are into it. Whatever, certain people are out there doing it. Uh, I've seen another video, not just scapegoat. There was some other one that I saw recently where it's like, guess my stance, can't tell. It's like a mirror image on both. It's like, I, I love switch tricks. I love the way they look and you can tell they're not your regular. Like a switch crook that looks like a switch crook is so good switch flip that looks like a switch flip and not a regular one it you can just tell like when someone worked on it and it's just their own switch style i wouldn't want both mine to be identical um what do i feel about twin skateboard decks twin tail skateboard decks cool if you're into it go for it i don't really care i don't think it i mean i like having a nose and a tail and the difference and not everything has to be one thing, but if it's your thing, 
go for it, my G's. I, I, I'll make I'll make some all I need in world twin tail skateboard decks if that's what people are asking for. Um, yeah, so is what it is, my dude. But I don't think it's gonna make a huge difference, like compared to like a normal nose and tail where there's slightly different dimensions and stuff. I do not think there's a big difference there. I feel like you can pick up a skateboard and just learn how to skate it. Um, however, you you don't need to have it the same, you know. I think a lot of people probably prefer to have a shorter tail or nose or like different. Like I don't think it's like a big trend. It's not like trending like crazy right now. I think the hype might just be going on once and it like pops up and then it goes away, you know. Okay, moving along. Um, this one was a troll, so I'm just going to read it anyways. His name is Trump Christ Boobs. Let me see. Trump Christ Boobs. Three things. Uh, why Trump is the best president there ever was. Um, there you go, man. <laughs> he's not president anymore. Uh, he used to be president. He's not anymore. Now we got Biden. And before that, we had, I don't even know, but we had Obama, we had Bill Clinton. You could just go through all the presidents. They're all fucking, someone thought they were the greatest at one point or another. Thank God the ship goes on with or without the president. We just carry on as a nation. Nation, you know, the nation's made up of individual people, man. That's who we should celebrate. Individual people that wake up every day, drink their black American coffee. It's probably not American. It's probably Colombian or something else. But black coffee and go to work or go or they created their job and they're living their dream. They created their family. They work together. They pay their taxes. They pay their bills. They're dreaming. They're pushing forward. Those are the people we should celebrate. President is a figurehead to push some agenda for huge corporations that have bought up our whole thing. Constitution is what we should celebrate more than the president. That's it. It's all that's that's the level of polit- politicalness I can politicalness. I just made a word that I'm gonna get today, and that is it. That is fucking it, bro. Um, but I like your handle. And Trump was entertaining. He was super entertaining. I'll give him that. Great entertainer. Um, Corey Noonan. Will all I need and World Industries ever make flags banners? Here's what I'm trying to do with all I need. Not with World yet. Because with World, there's a middleman and I got it's extra steps to get shit done with World. So sometimes it's harder. But with all I need, we've been in business for over 10 years now. Amen. Thank God. It's unbelievable to think that we've been in business since it's 11 years. So 2010, I think, officially we started all I need. Maybe 2009. I want to take the skateboard graphics, the nine inches wide by 33 long so the rectangles so like the full length of a skateboard deck like the transfer and make banners put the rivets in the corners and print out the series like i could do the wartime animal series four board series four banners um we have a bunch of series like that the original wartime series would be sick with the three boards um the seafood vengeance has sick ones the artwork i have so much artwork with all i need that I could turn them into banners and offer them on the online store. I'm going to do it um, as soon as I have a chance. I haven't had a chance. Maybe today when I go into the warehouse, I can lay the artwork out and send it over. But, um, yeah, keep your eyes open on the website for that one. Uh, 
because it'd be sick to get the banners. I'm so excited for the banners. And that is Corey Noonan. Shout out to Corey Noonan for that one. All right, let me make sure I got all the questions here. We got a couple from my brother. Shout out to Sam Shetler out in Australia. I believe he's still in Adelaide. Adelaide. My brother's more political uh, than me. He he'll he'll dig in, dude, and talk about it. But he's out in Australia, so it's more about their politics, you know. Uh, he writes, "When will JV open a solstice skate shop in Australia?" I'm gonna say never, unless he moves there, because Jay is a creature of habit, who lives in New Bedford, and he has his shop there, and he loves it, <laughs> and he's not the one to want to take over the world. He's not Pinky in the Brain style, but. You know, if he moved there, I could see him opening up a shop. Sam also writes, who are some up-and-coming East Coast skaters? All right, don't get offended if I miss out on you. Obviously, the All I Need team. Evan Mansalillo, uh, Billy Drown, Corey Goonan, Jacob Jensen. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Adam Tyler, uh, such a ripper. Timmy Knuth, Derek Fukuhara. Um, some of these dudes are pro and already came up and still coming up, but, um, uh, Sean Egan's coming up, man, ripping. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go younger. Chloe, Chloe Antonoli, ripper. Anders Potters, ripper. You're going to see him on the YouTube channel a bunch. Been filming with him lately. My homie Thomas is out there killing it. Uh, Lincoln's out there. Watch a YouTube channel. You'll see all the rippers that are coming up. They're putting in the work, man. But uh, I would say Adam uh, and Jacob Jensen are definitely on the come up. Sam Shetler, how does the show Four Wheels Live exist? So again, this is something that's conflicting to me, much like the Olympics. Um, I can't, I like want to make fun of it and I'm going to, but let me say that. There's skateboarders behind it, and they're trying to create something, and there's opportunity, and they're working with, like, corporations to get the money and the funding to do it, and they're outside skateboard sponsors, I'm pretty sure, and networks and stuff that aren't run by skaters, but they're hiring skaters, so I'm, like, stoked on that concept of it, because I've seen a lot of my friends on this game show, um, I don't know, you know who should have the, the game show on they kind of do is the dime dudes the dime dudes have the best contest so they should they do a great job you know um yeah i don't know four wheels live is like they spin a wheel and they set up these obstacles in a warehouse and then pro skateboarders try to do it and sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's cringy and weird but uh i love all those dudes doing it and they're doing the best they can i guess <laughs> and they got an opportunity and they're crushing it it's not my favorite show but I did watch them, so I definitely watch them, you know, uh, but conflicted on this shit because I'm going to, if I get the opportunity to create something like that, like someone's like, hey, I want to fund this project and you're a good host. I'm fucking in there, dude. And people are going to talk shit on me because whenever someone takes a chance and goes out there, you talk shit. It's fun. And as they should, you know, uh, I don't know how ex that show exists. Maybe we could look that up real quick. Four Wheels Live. Four Wheels Live. ENT, or ETN, that's what it is. The ETN Network. 
wonder if they have a website. Is it tied in with Street League? Is that what it is? I think it, that's what it is. Is the ETN network tied in? Just follow the money, my Gs. I bet it all leads back to Rob Dyrdek. Oh, man, Slap has a bunch of information. Anyone paying for ETN is worth it? Oh, I wonder if it's like a pay. I watch it on YouTube. You don't have to pay for it. Here we go. Dear ETN members, past or present, thank you for support. Thank you for your support in our skateboard media ecosystem, which helped give back to all the skaters, filmers, and photographers that made this network a reality. We're excited to announce that we will soon share the entire ETN library of shows with everyone in a whole new way very soon. In order to prepare for this new viewing experience, we must unfortunately say goodbye to all of the current customers who have been enjoying and supporting ETN. Starting October 1st, 2019, the current ETN app and web platform will begin to shut down its subscription network services while we work towards uh, migrating the entire ETN content library. We are committed to providing refunds for the existing customers who still have time remaining in their subscriptions. Uh, if you subscribe via our website or a Google Play Store, you will receive an automatic refund. If you subscribe via the Apple Store, you must request a refund directly at... Wow, that's interesting. So they're switching their... their I wonder if they're going to like an ad revenue instead of subscri subscription-based. I wish I could find like the origins of it, I guess. What would you write? Origins of... Oh, man, the coffee, I can feel it bubbling down here. I might have to use the bathroom. Here we go. Streetleague.com. It's all tied in, man. ETN, hit me up. Let's do some. ETN is premiering a new game show called Four Wheels Live today. The premise is that two pro skateboarders compete challenges picked for them after the four wheels in the studio are spun. Some challenges are more difficult than others, and some are downright outrageous. The real results is a highly entertaining show that is sure to become one of your favorites. Check out the trailer. Yeah, I've been watching this stuff, man. I'm guilty of it. I don't enjoy it all. What I like is the ones where they're like, they go to a skate spot, and it's like they're pushing the limits, like super gnarly. Like I watched Ryan DeCenzo tray flip like an 18 stair. We should figure out what that one's called. Um, I think it's ETN. ETN Desenzo. I noticed they get Canadians to do all the gnarly skating on that show. Oh, I'm not going to be able to find it. I'm fucking so bad at Googling. Worst Googler ever. Desenzo. Ryan Desenzo. ETN. Jamie Four Ryan Desenzo. Here we go. Oh, Face Melters. That's the one I like. Uh, they basically just go to a famous spot and two skaters, I think it's only two skaters. No, it's, it's as many skaters want to skate the spot, but they just try to like do a new trick on a gnarly spot. And it's usually some hype, dude. That one is really fun to watch. Um, the game show one is like whatever. It's kind of corny and cheesy. It's fun to watch if you know the people or if you're a fan of them, I guess, because they have some cool pro skateboarders and stuff. But uh, it's got that like... It's almost like a Nickelodeon show, but not as good, or like production value's not there yet. Maybe they'll still keep going and it'll prove. I like all the people involved, though. Those guys are legendary. Yeah. Um. Okay, let me check. Make sure there's any more. 
Oh yeah, my brother says, when will you get Little Debbie's as a sponsor and give me unlimited nutty butters, nutty butters, nutty butters, oatmeal pies, strawberry shortcakes, etc. I'm reaching out to him. I'm re- imagine that if Nutty Buddy sponsored the podcast, be so sick. It's going down, my G's. Um, yeah, I think that's it for today, man. We did, I think, over an hour. Um, super fun. Hyped I got to drink some coffee with you again. Uh, love doing this podcasting thing. Please help out the show by sharing an episode, spreading the word, tell a friend. Like, um, You guys are really helping this show grow, and it means a lot to me. Uh, thanks for supporting All I Need and World Industries. Thanks for the questions and all the positivity and feedback. Um, stoked for this summer. Let's keep it going. Till next time, my friends. Choo, 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 choo. Cute, cute.